And when I see it in boom, I usually say it and it happens. And that's pretty exciting because that means we're at a good start and the bandwidths are with us. Good morning, everyone. Today is Thursday. Can you believe it already? Thursday of the week. The week just seems to be flying by so fast. And it's trending Thursday and we got a great guest. But good morning. This is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss, Lady Canna, live from a nice sunny Vero Beach with two... Sisters and good morning, everyone. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 3.0. It's trending Thursday, and we're just gonna dive right on into it. We have an amazing guest on today. Um, and she has a very unique background, and I just absolutely love it. A former advertising sales executive, she is a champion of the inner child. Perfect, right? Especially, especially for these day, this day and age. She is a play instigator. And I can't wait to dive into that, along with being a creativity coach and co-founder of the Plainful Mind Project and so much more. But there's just too much to get into. And we're so excited. Welcome, Rona. We're so happy to have you with us today. This is exciting. I'm really, uh, this will be so much fun. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So I have to move my little computer sticky here because it was over your face, Carol. So <laughs> <laughs> even though I can officially see you, um, but let's dive on, on into it. So I know we know that you work with uh, co specifically company employees um, to ignite their ideas and explode productivity mm -hmm. and I can't think of a better way to do that in the Playful Mind Project and how that all works. So kind of fill our viewers and listeners in. Well, the Playful Mind Project came about actually because of the pandemic. Uh, my, my business partner, Jessica, this is a woman-owned business. Uh, we are both play experts coming from, from different arenas. She is actually, she has her like chemical engineering degree and she worked in marketing at MySpace and a couple of other places. And uh, the people in the, in the play world, everybody kind of knows each other. And we were saying that we've all, we all had to pivot to go online. And um, she is a, uh, she was a professional co comedian and an improv uh, professional as, as well, worked in a, a national company and all that. And um, so we formed the Playful Mind Project to not only help corporate employees, but to help um, the consumer also. We have two different areas. We have a business to consumer and a business to, uh, to business. She's in charge of the business to consumer, which is a lot of moms who were working from home because they were the hardest hit because of COVID. And she's a mom, she's got a 20 month old. And I'm in charge of the business to business, which of course does mean working with corporate employees because so many of them are working remotely. And there are all kinds of conflicting reports, you know, about um, they're doing great and they're depressed and lonely. And, and it's kind of a combination of the two. We take that on because number one, they tend to work a little bit more hours because there's no commute time. So they actually get, I think the statistics show they get almost an hour more of work done each day and they can do it in their pajamas. And when the, the pandemic first started, 
that was great. Everyone, everyone loved it. I actually wrote an article on this very thing. And I, I, uh, I believe it's, I put it up on LinkedIn. So if you go to LinkedIn, uh, Rona Lewis, you'll find the article on it. And then a year later, these same people who were so, were so excited about not having to commute and having the ability to, you know, go get a snack when they wanted to from their fridge, they're going crazy. I mean, literally, mental health is such a mm -hmm. big thing now. Um, more of them are depressed. More of them are actually getting more paranoid because when you're not in an office and seeing what other people are doing and having that connection, talking about what's going on, they start to wonder what everyone else is up to and why hasn't my manager called me and why haven't we had more meetings and you know things like that. And, and that makes a huge difference. So we work, and I'm, I'm giving you this background information as to the why of Playful Mind Project because we want to shift everyone's attitude to one of positivity and play. So we work with two avenues, purposeful and attuned. Purposeful play is fairly self-explanatory. There's, there's a method to our madness. So we work with team building and working towards a tighter corporate culture through games and exercises that are seemingly just fun but actually serve a purpose. We help with brainstorming. We work with, with managers to give them ideas on how to keep their, their teams more cohesive. And there's, there's a bunch of, of other things in terms of that, as well as attuned play. Attuned play comes uh, from a theory from Gwen Gordon, who is a mentor of ours. It deals with the one-to-one -one aspect. We attune to where they are psychologically so that we know where to start with them if they're if they're overwhelmed and don't know what to do because they're spinning we can kind of help them settle down shift their attitude and give them a different viewpoint let me say we are not psychologists but we work with cognitive behavioral therapy techniques and everything from physicality to wordplay to improv a whole mix of things because not everyone is the same and, and not every company is the same. So we customize it depending on the issues at hand and what the HR people and the CEOs tell us. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I, I actually find it quite interesting uh, being an entrepreneur and working for a direct sales company where we, we you know, there is no brick and mortar. We, we always work from home mm -hmm. or, love the luxury of not just working from home. We can work wherever we are. We can, you know, be at Disney, for instance. We could be uh, on vacation and we are still connected. And I find it really interesting from the mindset perspective on someone that was used to that 95 going to that brick and mortar building, mm -hmm. comparably, as you say, are now trying to navigate maybe going stir crazy, not used to that work environment to an entrepreneur that is actually used to that. I, I find that interesting. Yeah, and I myself, since I moved to, to California in 2005, I have been an, an entrepreneur. And to me, you know, it's, it's fine. What I think the big difference is, is that is the human connection is gone. As entrepreneurs, nine times out of 10, at least some of the day, we're working face to face. You know, yes. for me, my old company was called 
uh, play more corporate well-being. I went in in person and gave talks and uh, team building events, things like that. I can't do that anymore. Right. So when the pandemic hit, you know, I lost 95% of my business. Like so many other people, my one of my closest friends has one of the largest experiential marketing and branding companies called Encompass International. It's awesome. It's experiential. There's not a lot, you know, so they have had, and luckily they have gotten into, into gaming and, and things like that. So they were able to pivot because everyone had to all of a sudden go with the flow and say, well, crap, what do we do now? <laughs> you know? um, and that's how Jessica and I started working together through people that we know in the, in the play world. Play, we're all play cronies, like I said. And we talked about it and we realized that we have a lot of similar viewpoints in one way or another. We were looking to shift people's mindsets to play and positivity because you can't play when you're cranky. It's no, impossible. What would be the one tool that you think coming from, from corporate America where they've embraced, so I, I'm assuming a lot of what you're doing is through Zoom or through online mm -hmm. meetings. Right. And, you know, that's, that's again, putting kind of putting someone out of their, their comfort zone to a certain degree because I was actually ironically watching, uh, listening to my grandson do an online class. And... The teacher is very creative. She's wonderful with, obviously, they're not taking gym. They're not, they have that movement, that interaction with their students. And she is very playful. Okay, everyone stand up. We're going to march in place. We're going to do 10 jumping jacks. Mm -hmm. Now for a child, because their mindset is so much different than an adult, now you have that nine to fiver, probably used to wear the certain, you know, the suit and tie or, you know, dressed up professionally. Now you've got them behind a camera via Zoom. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to see how, how, you know, that you see that some of them going, oh, this is a little weird. Like she wants me to get up and do something or show some movement or, or again, play. And that's a different experience. What would be your kind of like most funny experience with that as well as list and let our viewers and audience know some of the great different playful things that you actually do do. Well, you know, we've actually found that people are, are happy to do these, the, the, the exercises because it's not, and, and I use the word exercise as a mental thing also, because yes. yes, a little bit of, you know, we'll, we'll get up and uh, like one of our, one of our playful things is to get up and strike a power pose as a, uh, as a, a, a fake person or, or think of somebody in your mind. So like, for instance, what would a power pose from the queen of England look like? Go ahead, do it. How would it look like? Let's play. So how would that look like? There you go. See, yeah. <laughs> Boy, you know, yeah, yeah, the wave, you know. So, the wave. <laughs> And it gets people out of that, out of their head. Right. We, and we do things like laughter yoga. I don't know if you've heard of laughter yoga. It's a real thing. Jessica no. is not only a yoga instructor as well as a comedian and expert in, in improv. I've had improv training also. Uh, she's also a laughter yoga uh, certified instructor. So 
if the the great thing about that is after I think it's after 90 seconds of fake laughter, the body doesn't know the difference. So the, you, you still get the endorphins and the serotonin levels and, and it turns into, into real laughter. And when you get a bunch of people doing that, it's so much fun. So there are pretend games, uh, there, there are uh, wordplay. If we have a bunch of people, we will do telephone storytelling. One of us will start with one sentence and then we go along, each person adds a sentence until the story is done. And stop to think about it. You have to, you have to really listen. So it works on your listening skills, which in business is always important. And you have to go with the flow because you may have an idea in your mind and it could take a left turn because of what the person before you said. And it makes you realize that you have no control over what other people are doing or saying. So much of the time we have the idea in our head about how things are supposed to go or how we would want them to go. When you're playing, you can't, you just have to be in the moment and let it go. And all of these things help reduce stress. And we also give ideas how to shift your mindset to looking at things, making lemonade out of, out of lemons. So our, our Zoom groups are super fun and everybody is so ready to enjoy themselves. We really haven't had people going, eh, I don't know. I've actually had more times where, I will give you an, an example since you asked, uh, asked about this. It was, this was actually in person. And obviously you can do a lot more things in person than you can uh, on, on Zoom. And this was, I brought in a little bit of, of art. So I had everybody with a blank sheet of paper and a golf pencil because you can't erase things with a golf pencil. There's no eraser. And one of the exercises I do deals with doodling. And I had everybody just take the pencil, no rules. I wanted them to doodle for 30 seconds. You can tell a lot about a person just by doodling. And one woman in particular had to actually think for a second about what she was going to doodle. And she took her pencil and was really pressing hard on the paper. Right there, you, can, you know that someone is stressed if they're holding it like this. And she drew the perfect half a Christmas tree, you know how it swoops up oh, and back. Yeah. <laughs> and she was trying so hard to make it even. I, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, oh my oh, God. Lord. This, I, I, this is so above my, my pay grade, you know, and I, I can't do anything in the hour, hour and a half that I was paid for. And this woman's inner child was so far down, you know, that's when, if they would have worked with us longer, I would have used our attune play to help, help her slowly bring her child, her inner child out and to know that it's okay. One of the things that is big with, with play is safety and trust. You know, our, uh, one of our, our mottos is from, from safety to silly. Because if you're not safe, if, if you don't feel safe, you can't play because there's no trust. And that's what play brings out. So there's, there's a lot of different things that 
play can bring to team building and getting more out of your employees and building a tighter corporate corporate culture. So that one was, I think, the worst um, issue that I've had with with play. And there's, you know, different uh, people just don't know. It's like, I don't know what to do. There are no rules. You can do anything. Sometimes when you give a person too much choice, it's hard for them to make one. It's, it's kind of like going to Cheesecake Factory or Applebee's or, you know, one of those fast food places. And they have a menu that has a billion things on it. It's harder to make a choice. And that also um, is a lesson in allowing your mind to run free. When there's no rules, be outrageous, you know? So... Yeah, and, it, and like you said, it's, it's going to allow uh, the connection, you know, it's almost like kind of the fear. We're not going to the office, so we don't, you know, in addition to, like you said, not being called in or getting, you know, seeing your boss or your manager or whatever and connecting with them. It's also that fear of there is a uh, camaraderie that goes into, you know, whatever position you hold you know you have that coffee hour you have that break where you're catching up knowing what's going on with each other their family or getting advice so there is that piece of the corporate world that people probably did not realize how much they depended on from a standpoint of entertainment amusement friendship camaraderie, all those different things. Now all of a sudden you remove them because you remove them from what's going on in the home life. Now you put them back in the home life and they don't have that time to check up because they're in the same boat you are. Mm -hmm. Trying to manage working online from home in a home office that you're not really used to right. along with accounting yeah. for children and kids yeah. and their remote and, learning. And, and, so, and parents and, you know, the sandwich generation has them both, you know, and they, and some are living with them, some are not, but even then you still want to go if they live close enough to go see them wave from outside, you know, whatever <laughs> it is. But there's, there's a lot more to, to think about. I have never bought into the, the term work life balance because work is part of life. It's all about life balance and life balance is crazy. I have a, a, a good friend who is a, a writer and, you know, so he works from home and he's been home even more because he's a successful one, you know, TV and all that kind of thing. And he can't go, he can't just go into the studios anymore. So it's, it's worse for him because that was his only connection with the human race. And he didn't realize that little bit made, made such a difference. You know, overall, humans are social animals. We thrive on, on human interaction and, and touch. And, you know, we have, as a society, have become, and I'm not going to go, you know, nuts on this, but, you know, we have become so afraid of someone else touching and being um, in, inappropriate. Of course, you don't want that. But, you know, if I haven't seen you for a while, I want to give you a hug. Absolutely. You know? And I think that the doubt, the, the, the sadness or the sad side to that piece to it is that those that do suffer uh, already have, you know, anxiety, depression, mental, mental health issues where they do really rely on that human contact. Exactly. And I think 
And at least I hope that throughout this experience, those are the things that are highlighted that people realize the importance of why we need that human communication and uh, just being together as well as the children. So many children are now suffering from depression and anxiety because they're again, not having that human contact and just playing and seeing other children. So you, you see it on all different levels. You see it from a, from a child's perspective. You see it from those that already have those mm-hmm. issues. And now you're probably seeing more and more of that with those that were so used to being in a brick and mortar yeah. corporation, going to an office versus being at home. And that's the, one of the things that we work on on the, the business to consumer side. And Jessica's done an unbelievable job with this. We have a, a private Facebook group that's for moms and mom, moms who, who work. And, you know, there, there are some dads who work too that, that have to take care of, of kids also. And the great thing as part of what we offer when we do the uh, attunement on the business to consumer side, when the moms do this for, for their break, they are better equipped mentally to deal with everything. Plus we give them um, home play to do and ideas to do with their kids because some, some of the exercises you can do with, with your kids and that makes them very happy. And our repeat clients have, have told us, oh my God, I did this, this game with my kids and they loved it. So now we play it all the time because kids love rep- repetition and that saves them in in another manner. So we are, we like to say it's a, it's, it's a secondary benefit. You know, kids obviously are not our primary goal here. We're up to the adults, but if we can help with the, with the bonding and the attunement of a parent and a child bonus, you know, Absolutely. And, and again, another great avenue and a great tool to assist those moms and dads that are home that are, right. you know, they're playing double duty. You know, they're the parent and they're the, I wouldn't say substitute teacher, but the assistant teacher. Yeah. Because a lot of times that child needs that assistance. And so, and, and the same applies to adults. A lot of adults really were not accustomed to Zoom and, and this whole new way of kind of doing business and working. So it's been a really learning curve for all generations, I believe. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'd like to ask a question about the doodling aspect. Oh, sure. And I'm chuckling to myself because I do find myself doodling. Not that I'm doodling now because I'm not. I just want to clarify. <laughs> you know, and not, not everyone doodles. Um, uh, it actually gets your subconscious mind. Uh, to uh, to work, and it allows um, your and I will I'll, I will tell you the exercise that I did so so you understand it. And for for those of you who do doodle, I, I have something for you to try. A lot of times people doodle when they're when they're thinking because it keeps their it actually does keep their creativity high and allows their their subconscious to incubate. And this is a, a real term. Your, your subconscious, your mind hates a gap. So when you're working on a problem, it incubates in order to fill that gap with ideas. And doodling can, can help with that. If you are stressed and need to really concentrate 
try doodling with the wrong hand. It's incredibly uncomfortable and it helps you to focus. Okay, so let's repeat that. So, so you would, if you feel like stressed or, you know, anxiety building up or is coming up and you just like, I need that time. To kind doodle of with the wrong hand. Doodle with the opposite hand that you're accustomed to mm -hmm. writing with. Well, that would be interesting. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of Mozarts. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Right. And, it's, and it's, it's, you, you, anytime you, you play, you take a risk. And that's a good thing because we all live with our circle of comfort. Right. We live life by, by, by rote. It's how often have you gotten in a car and all of a sudden you're where you want to be and you don't even remember how to get there, mm -hmm. how you, you know, how you got there. And, you know, we give play, uh, home play things like when you're in the car, take notice. What, what color are the, are, are the houses? Is there any, I'm, I'm in Los Angeles. So is there any, graffiti or, or beautiful murals on, on walls. Just, just take, take notice or go to work differently, that, that sort of thing. Um, there are little things you can do to keep your mind you know, active. And the, the, this is one part of a doodling exercise. When you are with a group and uh, what, the exercise that I was giving, and I noticed this, you take your, your doodle if you're sitting in a circle and you give it to the person on the right and they have to continue it because not everybody's form of creativity is the same. And when you're working on a team, you build on each other's. And I've gotten some unbelievable drawings and things like that. And you can, I've done it with Play-Doh. I've done it with colored pencils. It's really fun when you see what the, what the end is. And it's a... It's a subconscious realization that you have to be able to work with other people and be more be flexible in how you see things. I like I love that, and I think that would be a great force family fun activity to do. Absolutely, and that's I, I and that's another point. Your, right, yeah. I, I, it's a creative way. It brings everyone to the table. Mm -hmm. uh, it's something interactive that you can do. And like you said, you're going to find that each family member has their own dynamic, you know, of creativity. And uh, that would be quite interesting between the Play-Doh and the drawing. I like that. So, yeah. And these are, the, this is what we do when we do in person. You know, we do, we do keynotes, we do breakout sessions, we do workshops, half day, whole day, you know, all different things, depending on what, on what companies want. And we have a plethora of independent contractors who work with us and who are experts in play and related avenues, depending on what the client wants. So my, um, my question was, um, when somebody doodles, mm -hmm. is there a significance in what they doodle? In You're other words, into that doodle thing, are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. I'm very, very curious. Um, For instance, we have an older sister that when she's sitting at her desk, she doodles on her um, calendar pad um, heads with, you know, she, she does the hair and all that. I, you know what? I don't think I, I, I it may, but that's, I, I'm not a psychologist. So I don't, I don't know that I know what the, you know, it's like a, a doodle Rorschach test, I guess, you know, I don't, I don't really know what it would mean. I think a lot of people might doodle things that they're interested in um, or just shapes. 
uh, if you're if you're on the phone, a lot of people doodle when they're on the phone. So it's just shapes and curves and things like that. And I think if you look at someone and, and how they doodle, the more curvy their their lines, I think the looser they may their their thinking might be as you know, just their whether they're white right brained or left brains, whether they're accountants or uh, tech people or you know that that sort of thing, just how they 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 normally think personality wise, and how hard are they pressing with a pencil, will show you how stressed they are or angry or any of those type of. Are you looking at at your doodles to see where you're at? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that was from yesterday. Actually, I'm yeah. writing I'm writing some great notes here. Good. And, and, you know, it's, it's a good self tool. You know, if you, if you look at, at the way you, you doodled, think about what was, what was I thinking about? What was I stressed about? That is true. And it's, and, and I'm sure, like you said, it just kind of, it's just another activity and actual action to help release something that you may not even realize, you know, that's there or, you know, it's internal. So Bruno, how could our audience and our viewers get a hold of you, get in touch with you, uh, as well as any corporation, how would, how would someone reach you? Um, you can reach me on from the website, www.playfulmindproject.com. And my email is rona at playfulmindproject.com. And we'll make sure that um, all of your information will get posted underneath, right. <laughs> excuse me, this live. So yes. our, if anybody have has any, any questions, uh, you know, comments, happy to help. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And always improving company culture. And again, I just want to go back to that for a second, because I think it's so important. Have you found that with working with, and you said that you're the business to business? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm sure that this is a new avenue too, obviously for the businesses and yeah. they want to help their employees almost like an, an added benefit to them. Right. And, you know, this is, it's, it's a little harder of a sell to some people. Uh, our, our main targets when we, when we talk to people, HR executives, uh, CFOs and CEOs. What we found is that it takes a courageous executive to try this because People are, are scared to get things wrong, to lose their, their jobs, you know, et, et cetera. And you have to take a risk, you know, no risk, no reward. People are, um, sorry, my dog agrees with me, uh, but, but, it's, but it really does take someone who is willing to take a chance on something new because, you know, what they're doing hasn't been been working they need to find a new way of doing things you cannot solve a new problem with an old solution you got to try something new that is so so true and i think that is one of the blessings and i always say there's many blessings that came out of the last 12 months you have to be open to them and for many corporations entrepreneurs whatever you have to have had to pivot in some way right. shape, or form and therefore, there's a lot that many corporations were not aware of with their employees, meaning, okay, now we're taking the brick and mortar away from them. Thankfully, we can still run our industry, but now we found a new segment that we have to address. We have a lot of 
employees that are suffering from, you know, whatever it may be, we've got to come up with some sort of solution to pivot the atmosphere of our business and adapt it to where they're at and also validate it because I think part of that is validating where that person is with, without any judging, without any, oh, you know, you always said you wanted to work at home and guess what? Now you've got your opportunity and you're not doing so well. If you don't make it very uh, cohesive to their personal situation, I like you said, it does take a brave CEO, but it also, it, it takes someone that has insight to understand human conditions change depending on the four walls there around. It right. It takes, to your point, yes, it, it takes bravery. It takes guts. It takes a high emotional uh, quotient, EQ, emotional intelligence, to be aware of what's going on in your company. And the HR person, you know, when I, when I talk to, to HR people, I always say, you know, are you, what's the worst that will happen? Will you lose your, your job over this if you try something that you've never tried before? Have you ever tried something new? What's happened? What's the worst that has happened? And it's not, you know, when we signed a three-month, six-month contract, of course, we always say, let's, let's look at this in 30 days. Let's see what's, what's working and what isn't. Any good consultant will, will work like that. And that's, and that's what you have to do. You have to be able to be open to trying things that will help your employees and they will appreciate it because it has to come from the top down. Understanding starts from the top and trickles down. That is so true. And wow, such great information. Um, we would love, absolutely love to have you on again. Sure. Um, so we can dive into some more, but um, we want to thank you so much for sharing everything about the Playful Mind Project. And I have some great notes here and I can't wait to check out Laughter Yoga. I'm very interested in that. I don't know how well I would do, but it's definitely- You would be surprised. Into. You would be surprised. That is awesome. So on that note, um, we want our listeners and viewers to think about your inner child. Why don't you doodle today? Do you have a doodle pad on your desk? Uh, I certainly do. And I love shapes. And the only thing I know how to draw is an elephant, but we won't go into that right now because that would take just eons of time. Anyways, my name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 3.0, and I am with two sisters, and this is Carol Sue, aka Naughty Boss Lady Canna. Remember, today is Trending Thursday. What are you going to be trending? You be the trend center, and I think some doodling is going to be in that trend setting. Show something to do that force family phone or that creative. Sit around the table, start that doodle, and pass it to the person on the right or with Play-Doh. Whatever works for you, but have fun. We thank Rona so much, and we want everyone to have a great Thursday. We will see you tomorrow on Fantabulous Friday. Everyone take care. Bye, everyone. What's that we